Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hi everyone, Adam Bergman here, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. Welcome to another episode of Ad Mail. On today's podcast, I'm going to tackle three really interesting questions. The first on taking money out of a checkbook control, self-directed IRA LC. How do you do it? How do you put money in? The second, doing hard money loans. Does that trigger UBIT? And the third, investing in a private equity fund. Am I going to have UBIT income, which is a popular topic, especially if you are doing um, investment fund type investments. So without further ado, let's get started. First question is from Jose M. of Tampa, Florida. Jose wants to know, I have a checkbook control LLC and I want to take a taxable distribution since I'm over the age of 59 and a half. Can I do it from the LLC? So Jose, great question. Uh, we get these issues all the time. And we got to fix them. Why? Because if you take money out of the LLC, the right way to do it is the money has to go from the LLC back to the custodian, i.e. IRA Financial. Jose, if you are a client of us, of IRA Financial, so you'll fill out a deposit form on our website or app. You'll send the 50K, 10K, whatever that money is from the LLC back to the IRA custodian, right? The money has to go from the LLC back to the IRA. And then you can then complete a distribution form and then take the money out. And whether it's taxable or not, that's up to whether it's an IRA or Roth. And we'll help you deal with that and help with IRA supporting. But don't take the money out of the LLC. If you do, you know, we can fix it, but it's best that you take the money from the LLC back to the IRA and then take the distribution straight away from the IRA. That is the correct way of doing that. So great question, Jose. Uh, trust me, I get this question 50, 60 times a year, and we probably have to correct 50, 60 uh, folks um, by making the um, the right procedural paper trail because the money is taken out of the LLC instead of uh, sending it back up to the IRA custodian. So good question. Second question of the day is from Sandy T of Honolulu. Why? Nice. I want to do a hard money loan to a real estate investor. Will I have UBIT on this type of deal? Great question, Sandy. The short answer is no. Why UBIT unrelated business income tax, it's a tax, an ugly four-letter word that shouldn't even apply to IRAs, but it does because IRAs, formal Ks are taxed as 501A trust, just like the charity, except the charities could be a 501C, but it, they're still tax exempt. Unfortunately, even though an IRA doesn't have unrelated business income, right? The only sole purpose of a retirement account is to increase its wealth, increase its assets. So how could it have unrelated income, right? It's not like a charity that sells, um, you know, watches, right? Clearly a hospital, if it sells watches, that's unrelated to its exempt purpose. Whereas an IRA doesn't really have an exempt purpose other than creating wealth for its beneficiaries. So it really is pointless. These rules should not apply, but they do, unfortunately. So you've been triggered in three ways, and, and this will apply to this question and the next. So I might as well just kind of summarize it for both questions. Um, and, and thank you, Barry. That's uh, why I guess Barry, who produces the show, uh, why he decided to put these questions in this type of order. So thank you, uh, Barry. But yeah, 
you've been triggered in three ways. Use a non-recourse loan to buy real estate. Use a non-recourse loan to buy any asset like stocks. And you invest in an active trader business, like a restaurant that's operated through an LLC. Uh, not a corp. A corp will block you a bit. That's why when you buy Apple or Tesla or any publicly traded company, a mutual fund ETF, REITs, you don't have UBIT because there are corporations. I mentioned non-recourse loan. Why? Because 4975C does not allow you to personally guarantee an obligation of your IRA. So that is why the loan must be non-recourse, meaning you cannot personally uh, guarantee it. So in this case, Sandy, if you are lending money and you're getting interest back, interest is a passive form. It's not business income. So it's going to be not subject to UBIT. So in general, most sources of income generated by an IRA or form K is exempt from UBIT, like interest, dividends, royalties, rental income, capital gains. The only way you trigger UBIT, again, three instances, non-recourse loan to buy real estate, there is an exemption for 401ks, non-recourse loan to buy an asset like stock, and you invest in a business like a restaurant through an LLC. Okay, your IRA owns an LLC and the LLC is a restaurant. Since the LLC is an active business, the income generated or net profits generated by that enterprise and business would flow back and be subject to UBIT. The highest UBIT tax rate is 37% as of 23 and 24. Uh, but you you hit that high maximum tax rate at a very low income threshold, approximately 15K. If you have less than $1,000 of UBIT during the year or, or business income or attributable UBIT income, you don't have to pay the tax. There's no 990T form, IRS 990-T is in Thomas. Um, we handle it for our clients. So if you do have UBIT, we'll take care of it for you. So don't sweat. But it's not a great tax. You don't want to be paying it. And the good news is we have very, very uh, innovative strategies for circumventing, or at least in some cases, either eliminating or, or mostly reducing it. So if you're a client of our financial, definitely reach out, tap into our expertise. That's probably why you chose us. We are the best of this. And this is why we are so successful. Third question, which is related to the second, from Jerry K. Montauk, New York. Jerry wants to know, I'm investing in a private equity fund. The fund is investing in growth companies. Will this type of investment trigger UBIT? So first question I got to ask you, Jerry, is how are the companies set up? We know the private equity funds a pass-through, whether it's a partnership or an LLC. That's a given. But are the companies this private equity fund is investing in, is it a corporation? Is it an LLC? Okay. If it's a C-corp, there's no UBIT, right? If it's high-growth companies, maybe they are corporations, and it will eliminate the UBIT problem, just like Apple and Tesla or any public traded company. However, if the underlying entity is an LLC or a partnership or a pass-through, it can't be an S-corp because only individuals can own S-corps and a private equity fund cannot own an S-corp, just it's an S-corp rule. So it has to be either an LLC or corp. If it is an LLC and there is net profits, then your private equity fund, Jerry, should have or will at least disclose and warn that there could be UBIT, assuming they know you are using a retirement account. And they'd have to disclose that on a K-1. Sometimes it's not disclosed. And that's why a lot of the UBIT is not reported to the IRS, because how would you as an investor know what the UBIT would be? Or even if there is UBIT, because you're simply a passive investor into the fund. So a lot of this does not get reported just because the taxpayer, the IRA in this case, doesn't have the relevant information to actually file the 990T. But assuming you do know, if the private equity fund is investing in pass-through entities like an LLC, 
that are running a business, which is what private equity firms do. They invest in businesses, whether they're high growth, mature, unicorns, whatever they are, it's generally investing in corporations or businesses. If it's a C-Corp, don't worry. It's an LC. You may have to think about whether this investment makes sense or just the consequences of triggering UBIT, which is something we can assist you with. Um, I would ask, Jerry, certainly ask the private equity firm uh, you're working with to be like, hey, do you have a target in terms of entities? Do you have a characteristic? Do you require them to be corps? Some funds require these the portfolio companies to be corporations because they don't want losses passing through and they don't want you bid for their pension investors. So um, some of the private equity firms will require corps and others don't. So just make sure you ask that question um, whether you invest it or not. It's good to know. That's it for today. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Thanks, Jerry, Sandy, and Jose. Um, I think really good episode. Appreciate Barry. Thanks for putting this together. You do a great job. Other than that, um, if you're listening, please, please, if you can just you know rate it, review it, any comments, it will always help kind of the more comments, reviews, ratings I get, the more uh, boosted the podcast gets, the more people get to listen to it. And hopefully we all learn from each other. That's the whole point of it. If you're watching on YouTube, appreciate it. Uh, if you can subscribe, if you haven't, if you have, then thumbs up would always be super appreciative or leave a comment, leave a question. Um, I do this for fun. I love it. It, this is my passion. This is what I enjoy doing. So um, I hope you guys are benefiting from it. And if you're not, well, I'm just going to keep doing it anyways, because I love what I do. But uh, I've gotten some really good support over the years. I've been doing this, you know, 15 years. I've been doing podcast videos for probably like seven, eight years. It's it's the most fun I have all, all, all week. I promise you. I, I kind of do podcasts two or three times a week and videos the rest. So I look forward to it. So I hope you guys are enjoying it. That's it. Have a great day. Thanks for hanging out. And uh, I'll see everyone again uh, next week.